The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's your time! From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. If I just keep saying yes, would you just agree with me? That would be a tactic. That'd be a great podcasting trick. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, Margaret Steves, all y'all. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. Thank you for sharing this podcast. The download numbers are quite nice. It makes me happy. And uh, yeah, as you know, every one of these podcasts is a desperate cry for help um, from your friend Dave here. But I have someone in <laughs> studio who is not the least shy and retiring person I know. She's a little nervous to be on the pod, which is ironic, because if you know Melissa Mayer, you know she's a force of nature. And she's got the gift of gab, as they say. Melissa Mayer is in the studio. Welcome, my friend. Thank you for having me. So we're going to do something wicked, wicked fun today. We've done it a couple times in the past. We're going to write the story of Melissa's life. She's a, she's a kick-ass real estate agent in this area. And when I say this area, I mean, what is your area? Uh, I mean, I know you Sharon Stoughton, Foxborough, Canton, Canton. Westwood. Um, I will, I, you know, I used to say when I started in the business, I'd go everywhere and anywhere. And I think that's still true. It really depends on what the client needs. Um, but I'm super excited because we just started our own team and we just opened up a compass office in Canton. Congratulations. Yes. It's very been extremely need- exciting. There you go. Um, I need to, <laughs> an air horn. Yes, you need an air horn. I you did. deserve an air horn. So, by the way, go to melissamayer.com. Her last name is spelled M A Y E R. Melissa, typical spelling. You people know how to spell. You're smart. You listen to the Boston podcast. Melissa.mayor at compass.com. Compass, like the thing, how you, the, how you nav- find your navigate way. Navigate the boats, right? <laughs> Mayor Realtor Group. Congratulations. I was at your, your kickoff party the other night, or as I like to call it, Melissa Palooza. And um, it was awesome. You have so many friends. I, you know, I was very impressed with the amount Pull the of mic a little closer. Closer? Let's not be shy. Okay. Yeah. Like that? Yeah. Or, yeah. You're good. I think it's good. Okay. I feel like a giant, I don't want to say it. Yeah. We've okay. had those, those jokes have been made in the past. I bet they have. So I, I had I, a woman who I didn't know that well said, said something like, no, it's okay. I'm used to having big things shaped like this in my face. And I just froze. I didn't know. What, I mean, I'm all for a good naughty joke, but I had no idea what to say. Well, anyway. it's weird. It's yes. very big and it's just right in your face. Yes. Um, so, yeah, no, it was amazing. I mean, we, uh, it's myself, Mike Wagner, Julie Malloy, Craig Capagna, who is actually a Brookline firefighter full time, but he works, he lives in Westwood and he is an amazing realtor because, um, you know, firefighters work, you know, two days on, seven yeah. days off, whatever their so schedule So he does both. Like. Wow. So he does both, which is incredible. And Julie Malloy and I have been working together for the last four years, and she's a she's a fellow Sharonite, as mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and Go Mike Sharon. Wagner is um, just this amazing human being that has been with the commercial side of Robin Ford for 15 years, and he got his license two years ago, and he's been crushing it. So we started a team in Canton. Um, you grew up in Canton. Yes, I grew up in Canton. Yeah. I grew up in Canton, went, went to camp with most of Sharon. But go Bulldogs. Go, yes, go right. Green right. Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, and it's just been exciting. It's been amazing. I've been in the business for four years now, and it's been 
in, an incredible journey. So well, you far. haven't sold me any homes yet, but I don't have the scratch to buy one right now. But I will come to you <laughs> if, if I'm in the market because I, I imagine you are extremely good at what you do. Do you love what do you love about it? You love like the homes showing the cool features and the so, fixer uppers, everything in between. I like the problem solving. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a it's a journey. You know, people think that they hire a real estate agent to find them the house. There's so many avenues for people to find homes these days. It's, mm -hmm. Go on my website, go on compass.com, go on Zillow, go on realtor.com. My job is once you find the house is to help you navigate to get you to the closing table, negotiate mm -hmm. the best deal, make sure that you're, 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 you're you um, must be amazing at that. Yeah. You're, I'm sure you are. Yeah, I, and that's the best part. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I, I love that part. I love leading up to writing the offer and, and doing the home inspection and negotiating purchase and sale con, um, contract terms. That's the most fun. I like finding the house too, but when people mm -hmm. are like, oh, well, I need a realtor. I'm ready to go buy a house. I'm like, you probably already know exactly what you want. Now let's, now let's find it and negotiate the best deal. Do people have preconceptions about these towns? Because like I used to say, Sharon was like the, uh, you know, the good boy of the family and Canton is like the kind of ne'er-do-well, you know, brother of Sharon. And Stoughton is like an even tougher version, like your tough little little brother who's always getting into trouble or something. It's Do totally those still true. exist? Yeah. Um, with us, they exist because we grew up in the area. But I would say that housing prices are crazy. Rates are phenomenal, but the to, to buy a house these days, you know, people get completely shocked when they're like, what do you mean it's 600,000 in Canton and I'm gutting a kitchen and a bathroom? Right. Right, it's insane. So people are starting to go further out. So what we had thought of Stoughton or of Easton or of Foxborough growing up in the area, they're now becoming these amazing towns that are affordable um, where people can get more bang for their buck. So right. it's less and less, I would say. Right. It seems like there's always an up and coming town with the with like um, and it, it, it keeps moving out. Right. Like I remember when people were saying, well, Westboro is the new you know, Newton or, and then like Southboro is the new Westboro or whatever. Right. Like, like it does. It keeps moving further yeah. and further away, further away from, from the city it, to get 10 miles around the city and think that you're not going to do massive renovations is, is right. a little naive. Right. But I think Canton, Sharon, I think has always been, I grew up there, so it's not a secret to me. It's always been kind of a well-kept secret in that it's not terribly far from Boston. If you need to commute, you know, right on the commuter rail Canton as well. Canton's even closer to Boston, yeah, Canton, right? Canton has got such really smart development, I like to say, these days. I mean, between the Paul Revere Heritage Site, um, where there's going to be like a regional-based museum all about Paul Revere's, you know, in, industrial movement in Canton, specifically. Right. Um, right. And Sharon, for me, is is exactly what you say. It's a great town, great school systems. It is a, I always, when I used to drive through Sharon um, prior to getting into real estate, I always felt like I was going on vacation. You know, you've got the lake, <laughs> yeah. there's hiking, there's borderland. And now with Sharon, you got these great restaurants. Um, I don't think people are that nervous about the taxes in Sharon anymore. You know, they mm -hmm. see what it goes to. They're huge, but um, what are you going to do? They're amazing. It's, they're, a nice, it's, a, it's a nice town to live in. It's and, a nice town to live in. And what's weird is like, I didn't, growing up, I, what I knew from the lake was, was, you know, we, my parents did just fine, but we weren't like super rich or anything. When we went to the lake, we were going to the scuzzy, like public park, <laughs> public docks, you know, the side that isn't terribly clean. As I got older, I, some friends had houses on the lake on the other side. Oh. And, and those are like, you, you feel like you're in Maine. Like it's gorgeous. It's they're absolutely beautiful. My, yeah. my experience of the lake growing up is if my mother's going to hear this podcast yeah. is legit like bringing all the guys <laughs> i used to hang out with who were from the city yeah. and we would go drinking down at the lake 
Of course, that's what you did. I yeah. didn't drink at the pits in Sharon in Canton, but we went drinking by Sharon Lake. I don't know why, and it was like, and Sharon was much harder to like get away with stuff like that. But People we, used to we go, were risky. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, those days where you just had to find some. You didn't look to sneak into a bar because you weren't even old enough to do that. So you looked to some place where you could just bring some booze. And I remember me and Mike Cooley stole some booze from his, uh, I think, from his brother's bar mitzvah <laughs> and <laughs> snuck and went into like the playground at East Elementary School. And we had a bottle of Kahlua. And then this was the funny part. We were just trying to steal any liquor we could steal. And so he, he Midori. saw... Yeah, no, it's, it, it, <laughs> even Midori would have been better. We, we, we got... Because we had seen the ads on TV for Martini and Ross, Rossi Asti Spumanti, so we thought that must be classy. But it's sweet vermouth. <laughs> it's it's disgusting. sweet vermouth. So how could you possibly like drink sweet vermouth straight? We didn't get that. We thought it was so gross. Yeah, that there was that. There was that. Okay, so we are going as promised. We are going to write the story of uh, Melissa's life, career, and everything, and then you will hear the movie trailer. The story of you, Melissa. Are you are you ready? Are you ready? I, I'm a little nervous, actually. You, you should you, be. You yes. know, you know some some stuff about me. We've known each other a long time. Well, that's right. We didn't mention that. Yeah. So I've known you since you were probably I don't know ten. Ten. Eleven. We, we, we went to summer camp together. Yes, but and, you were much older than me. Uh, no, no. <laughs> See, I'm in charge of the sound effect. I am older than you. I'm fifty's coming for you too, sweetie. Someday. It is. Someday. I'm going to be forty-eight at the end of the month. Oh, so you're not. You're only three years younger than me. I know, but for camp, it felt like. I mean, did, did you feel, have more yeah. responsibility than I did? You must have. Well, <laughs> you were thirteen. I was ten. You were like in charge of the waterfront or something. Or well, yeah, you? it was. It was. I mean, and maybe it's not just a camp thing. Maybe it's just a being young thing. I mean, when you, you know, when you're an eighth grader, you know, you look down upon the seventh graders when you, when right. you're, when, you know, when you're a freshman, you're just trying to survive in high school and the juniors don't give you the time of day. All right. We need a drum roll or something here. Okay. Here we go. All right. First question, Melissa. Yes. What would you like most to accomplish over the course of your life? I want to be known of someone who made people laugh. Mm-hmm somebody who was extremely empathetic and somebody who was very helpful in, okay. in many aspects of people's lives, whether you're working on a business or whether you're children or whatever it might be, my three core things. I think that was a good answer. I think that's the, I mean, first of all, when people think of you, I know you personally, but you do make people laugh and, and it's not just that you're like class clown, it's that you have this wonderful positive energy i think well thank you which do people tell you that Uh, people tell me i'm a little crazy but that's okay (laughs) they say it's a good crazy i would i do describe you that way too but i come from a family of crazy women right my mom my aunt marge they're irreverent that's you i think in a good way okay words here we go next question words of advice you would give to a young person so that would not be me as young, but as any young person. You, you like the you now okay, giving advice now. to a young, so I would, I, I, you know, just to t- just to sort of piggyback off what you just said using yep. the word irreverent. The advice I would give to a young person now is to stop worrying so much about what other people are thinking about you. Oh, that's a good one. Just stop. It's it doesn't matter. We do that too much, don't don't we? We 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 we. It, it's suffocating how much we do it. Yeah. Well, even as adults, we do it. How would you describe your hometown? Of Canton, if you had to describe it in a word, word or a couple words, whatever. Mm. So Canton is a small town. Mm-hmm. Canton is a um, is a homey town. Yep. And it's very. Um, it's 
I know what word you're looking. I know where I, you're going. It's 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 not quite collegial, but it's it's a small. It's uh, everybody knows it. Everybody's everybody in knows business, it. Right? It's, it's a total Cheers yeah. town where everybody knows your name. Yeah, yeah. And it can get a little. It can get a little crazy. I think that's going to be a benefit, mm-hmm. or it can be a negative benefit for me because I grew up in the town. So I, you know. People know who I am, therefore they know who my children are. Mm-hmm. So there's like there's always somebody watching. Like let me tell you this quick story of Sam yeah, and me. Target. Yep. So Sam and his friends went to Target at Westwood Station. This was I think this was last year, and this is like they're they're starting to feel their way around. Right, they're starting to hey I'm going to get dropped off at University. We used to get dropped off at the mall. Right, right. So right. They're, now they're getting dropped off at these outdoor outdoor malls, if you will. Sure. So Sam and his friends all went to University Station and they go into Target. Right. And what do you think they're doing in Target? They're a bunch of thirteen-year-old boys. Video games. I would. I would have been okay with that. Yep. No, they're building um, football stadiums with the toilet paper. <laughs> I have no idea why. They were oh literally playing like football in the aisles. Like this was appropriate, right? Getting, now my son has been to his trouble. They're getting into trouble. There's a video on, that went viral not too long ago of a couple who built a fort. In a in a Walmart and like kind of lived in there for a few hours like See, out I think of that's a, fantastic <laughs> no anyway so yeah they're building a so they're building a football, football thing they're throwing football they're throwing toilet paper or paper towels whatever mm-hmm. um, there's two different people in that store that know me and know who Sam is right okay they're at the checkout and <laughs> so they actually bought something they were buying something at Target okay. and they're watching as my son is being told by security oh, okay this okay your, your son needs, isn't buying anything no. your son is getting reprimanded. My son is getting reprimanded by security for making a football stadium in Target. Oh, I love it. And within seconds, yeah. I get a text and then a phone call. Two different people mm-hmm. saying, hey, just so you know. Oh, no. I see your kid getting in trouble at Target. Everybody knew. Everybody wow. knew who he was. No, so what did no. I do? I texted him yep. to scare the bejesus out of him. And I was like, stop playing football at Target. <laughs> You're busted. He literally was like calling. Mom, how- where are you? Yeah. Where, where are you right now? I'm like, You're I'm at watching home. Me? Yeah. I'm at home. How do you how do you know what's going on at Target? I said, listen to me. Listen mm-hmm. very carefully. Everybody knows who you are. They're watching you. Yeah. And they're gonna call me and I'm gonna know what's going on. <laughs> now it was a very innocent thing, but you Kids know what? Never going on. He's never gonna do anything you know what, as stupid though, as that, I did in high to school. To me, that sounds like a, a a good kid. And this is if this is his brand of mischief, then you're all set. You know what I mean? Like but like we, me and some friends, we used to go um, downtown like on a half day. We'd go to Boston and we'd be wandering around. There'd be a hotel and it'd be like, hey, let's go into the hotel and just they, they get an they get an arcade in there and we'll play arcade games, right? And it's like, well, we're probably not allowed in the hotel. We're not guests at the hotel. Well, let's try to sneak in. And so like we we one time I remember we got snuck in and this this dude busted us. He's like, you guys are out of here. I got an I got an escalator with your name on it, and you guys named Otis, and we were all confused because <laughs> all the escalators I they do have Otis. the Otis on it, yeah. So, so we um we we just remembered that line, and so that was our like little brand of mischief, like wow, tough tough kids, like, tough this kids is, from Sharon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. well, these are tough kids from Can. Tough it, kids it's from gonna Ken. listen. It's gonna get worse. Yeah. I know. So I'll take I'll take Target building yeah, Target. football stadiums. Right, getting busted for throwing toilet paper. All right. What was your dream job when you were a kid? Oh, what did you God. want to be? Famous. <laughs> Does that count? Yes. Just wanted to be fam- not infamous. Fa- I wanted good. to be famous. That's good. Why? I think that I don't know because I thought it would be cool to be famous. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know what job that was going to do for me. But I never. I don't recall ever going, ever growing up going. I think I'm going to be a doctor. Yes, mm-hmm. because science is so up my alley. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. Math. Nope. So I think I was always about like, let's see what what can I do to be famous. 
Yeah. Well, see, so you grew up in the wrong generation because now the, the the millennials, this is what they're all about, and yeah, there are all, ways there are ways to be famous. Now, right? now you can get on YouTube. You can have a your own channel. Like, there's just so many avenues now, which I think is great. Right. Um. But I think it's. I think I just wanted to be famous. That's. It's funny you said it. It reminded me of a scene in the O.J. Simpson thing, and I was looking for it, and I can't. I don't think I can find it. But so, in the that docudrama the people versus oj simpson david schwimmer you know the guy from friends right he he plays the elder kardashian robert kardashian right this is so he's dead now but in okay. but this is recounting the you remember this guy was friends with oj yes now and, i remember okay so the point and as we're watching it we we he's got all his daughters at like a burger king or something and mm-hmm. they're sitting around and you realize okay we know who these Oh, no, that's that's Chloe and Kim yeah. when they were now, little depicted right. right depicted when they were little and so they're saying they're talking about Bruce Jenner who was there uh, at the time uh, before <laughs> Caitlyn right before Caitlyn was their stepfather right and so they are saying um, you know uh, Bruce is famous you know he was he was on the cover of magazines and everything. I want to be famous I want to be famous and they're all going I want to be famous and so Schwimmer as Kardashians like why do you want to be famous? You know, you, you, you should want to stand for something. You know, that guy was a lawyer. You know, yeah. oh, you should stand for something. Means something. Goes, no, we just want to be famous. And I'm sure that conversation never actually happened, but it was funny. right? But it, yeah, it's very, um, what's and that word that you're, uh, forward, not forward thinking, but it was foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. There you, you go. Foresha- there you go. Give her a thing for that. Thank um, you. All right. So we were saying, we were talking about, you always wanted to be famous, but what was the most humbling job? you ever had oh gosh or um, unusual job or anything like that as a young person i mean i don't know i think uh well oh lauren and i worked at the card store together at the village mall remember when the mall was there but what's a car a, a card store we worked at the village the hallmark store at the village mall okay um and i don't that was not my first job my first job was actually god what was my first job besides babysitting i think Babysitting's i worked at, good. I worked at yeah. the bakery do you remember townline bakery no. Oh my gosh! A Cobb's cor- Cobb Corner, Cobb by the corner. way, it's called Cobb Corner. Wow, you're the first person I've known who's ever pointed that out. It, it definitely is Cobb Corner. Well, you know why? Because my husband's from New York, so mm. he doesn't understand that when you grew up around here, you just make up areas like right. it's Cobb's Corner, <laughs> right? Right. So he always will correct me now, just because mm-hmm. he thinks it's funny. He's like, "It's not called Cobb's Corner." Well, so it's called Cobb Corner. I'm like, nobody calls it Cobb Corner. That doesn't even rhyme. It doesn't even go together. Well, it, it's. There are, there are, like, people in the world that will always put S's after things. And I think I call it Cobb's Corner. It's Cobb's Corner. Yeah. Um, right? That's just what we called it. But, like, in Boston, a lot of people who aren't from Boston will say Jamaica Plains or Boston Commons. And it's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Get rid of that S. It's, it's Boston Commons. Jamaica Boston Plain. Right, right. Yeah. That I agree. So I would say the most humbling job would be anything that I had to do that would be manual labor. So working <laughs> at the bakery, I worked at the pizza shop, I had to do cards, and I waited tables in college. So, it, so um, why didn't you like manual labor? I mean, I liked the idea of like having a checklist. Here you go. You you take all these boxes and you stack them over here. Okay, mm-hmm. done. Next. <laughs> What's the next thing I have to do? It kind of made the day go by fast. Right. But it gave me an appreciation of like how hard. Like I did this for after school, right? right. I did this to, to make a few bucks to go buy clothes. Right, right, and right. There's people that do this and they this is how they put pay the bills right, and right, put food right. on the table. Yeah, and I think it's... I think it's good, and I don't know if, you know, there's the, the millennials have a reputation for being lazy and maybe not doing as much of this shit as we did, and I don't know if that's true or not, but there there is something very gratifying about it. I, I remember bartending, and 
you know, I, I went to bartending school because I thought it would be fun, of course. Right. Every, everybody does. And it's nowhere near as fun as you think it is. And so, and I was getting the shitty shifts anyway, but it's a lot of like cutting fruit and just moving shit and just moving and like cleaning. boxes, a lot of cleaning and all that. But by the end of my shift, the, the thing that was most gratifying was, you know, you split up the tip cup. And so, you know, back then at the end of a shift, I probably had like maybe somewhere 50, 75 bucks of cash. But just holding that in my hand after the shift, right. you know, your hands are all sticky and maybe even cut up from slicing limes. And, and it was your ca- it was it was, cash earned. Yeah, it felt right. It felt so um, tangible that yes. I had worked this hard and I, and I had, you know, put in some blood, sweat and tears. And now I'm holding this money. Whereas, you know, your first professional job, you're psyched to get it, of course, but you don't quite get that. You know, it's like that direct deposit. It showed up in my uh, bank. Like, mm, great. Like, <laughs> it's less yeah. and less. Yeah. Like, don't you remember the passbook and you would go and like deposit your cash, deposit your check, yeah. and then you get like a book from the bank and they would mark it off. Oh, you got you got this money in there. I don't remember saving a lot of money, though. <laughs> Me Ever, neither. actually. Ever. My son got a job, which what I is- thought was interesting. And this is your son who is how old? 14. 14. And so what's, he, what's he, doing? he did not do basketball this year for mm-hmm. obvious reasons, but he's short. Cause, okay. <laughs> My son retired from basketball yeah. also. But. So he said, we said to him, well, if you, you're, you didn't, you didn't, you know, no, no basketball for you. So what's your plan? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he came up. He's like, I'm getting a job. I mm-hmm. said, I'm sorry. What, what do you mean you're getting a job? And he doesn't even have the. So it's funny how his 14 year old brain works because he was like, I'm going to go get a job with no thought of how am I getting there? Right. Right? Like, how do I get dropped off at work? How do I get picked up at work? Who's going to take me to the bank? Mom right? Take care of it, right? Right. So yeah. he got a job ski- at, uh, teaching skiing at Blue Hills. That's so cool. I was so impressed that he Is did that. Is it Blue that. Hill or Blue Hills? So I think it's Blue Hills. <laughs> Is it Blue Hills? You know, the <laughs> here we go again with the S. I think Blue- it's... Blue Hill Country Club, where you and I were this morning for a networking meeting, right. is Blue Hill. Yes. I didn't realize until recently when I punched it into ways it was, I think. It's Blue Hill. It's, it's Blue, Blue Hill. Hill Country Club, not Blue Hills. Right. Which is weird. But is the is the ski... The, the ski is Blue the Hills. The ski resort. You can't the really call it a resort. <laughs> Listen, Canton is a happen in town. We have a ski right. resort. Do you remember in the 80s where on April Fool's Day that they reported that Blue Hills was, or Blue Hill, whatever you prefer, was erupting because it was a live volcano? No, again, I was younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were old enough to remember this. It was in the eighties. You remember the eighties? I yeah, there was there the was 80s. it was the weirdest. It was one of the weirdest things that ever happened on April Fool's Day. It, it's a funny enough gag. Like someone says, the the reporter says, "Yeah, it looks like Blue Hills is erupting. Nobody even knew it was a volcano." Blah blah blah. No, but I wish you could find that media clip. And then I wonder if I could. And then at the end, the reporter held up a sign that said "April Fool's Day." And so the, which you'd think, fair enough, but some people freaked out and thought, and, it, was really and thought it was real. And some guy like drove up from the Cape to rescue his mom. And it was a big to They do. thought it was a volcano? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I know. That's, that's, that's the problem with pranks. Like, you know, it, it's, you, you try to think of the most outrageous thing so that people don't actually get, think it's true. Right. And right. get a kick out Precisely. of it. Precisely. 1980. With some clever edits, broadcasters from a local television station were able to convince people that a hill was erupting like a volcano. The April Fool's part of their prank didn't come until the end of the segment. It was too late, as viewers had already started to react as if it were real. And the producer got fired. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, people. It's, Blue Hills. I mean, it's, it's barely a hill. It's a bump. It's not. Yeah. And it's yeah. definitely not a volcano. No, it's definitely not a volcano. Okay. So we're, we're, we're uh, finishing up our interview here. Um... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, mentor, uh, mentor, someone who inspired you along the way oh, in your life. 
It could be anybody. I mean, teacher. No, I, I think there's been so many people along the way. I mean, I, I would think, you know, for some from a childhood perspective, I can't really think parents. of something. My parents, are, 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 literally everyone would say their parents, but I would have to say that my parents who have That's a good one. worked what? together, lived together. Um, they are probably the most inspiring. What uh, if you had to pick one lesson that you got from your parents? What would it be? Uh, don't quit your job without another one. <laughs> like legit. That's good. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. You can't quit your job. You don't have another one. Right. Okay. Um, that's good. Yeah. That's good. What you do now, being the real estate maven. Um, I tried. Why did you want? Why did you want to do that? Okay, so that's actually a, a, a funny story. Okay. So I left pharmaceuticals. I don't know if you knew. I remember if I was in pharma for many years. I was. Oh, I don't recall specifically, but oh, okay. take your word for it. Yeah. So I was in pharma for, for probably, what, 15 years. I was a manager. I was a sales rep. I was in marketing. I was in operations. And I loved it. And then, you know, long story short, that came to an abrupt halt. Mm. Um, and I said, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then everyone said, oh, you should go get your license. So I said, okay, I'll go get real my estate license. license. My real estate license. Yeah. I literally was like, I'm not going to be a realtor. I kept thinking of like Century 21 and the big brown jackets and the big giant <laughs> hair. And I was like, Blazers, yeah. there is no way I'm going to be a realtor. It's not happening. Right. And I um, ended up joining a small brokerage in Canton. Mm-hmm. And in parallel was still looking for quote unquote real jobs. Like literally I was like, I'm going to find a this real job. This was just like your backup. This was a backup. This, I'm going to get my yeah. real estate license. I barely paid attention in the class. I was looking for another job while in the class. Took the test, passed. I was like, okay, let's just, we'll, we'll fake it till we make it because I'm yeah. going to find a real job. And then I decided in 2016 that like the real job was not happening as fast as I wanted it to. And I didn't really know what I was going to do. And I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. And that mm-hmm. was it. And, and as you know, Dave, yes, I don't yes. do anything half-assed. That's right. So I went in all in and crushed it my first year. And crushed it my second year. Crushed my th- and I was like, oh, I think I found my real job. Excellent. And I love it. And I what I, was what was along the way was what what was your biggest challenge or or was it were you just such a quick learner and all that? No, I think the biggest challenge was with any job is 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 helping people see your worth mm-hmm. and helping people like really educating people on what you do. Like people don't understand what you really do as a realtor. They they don't. And so a lot may think they don't even need you. Is oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't really need you, but I'll, I'll have you, in just in case. And it's very, um, it's a very rewarding job, but more importantly, it's a very important, it's a very important job. I mean, we can mm-hmm. go into the industry and talk about why people think oh, realtors are going to go away, and we're going to do all, everything online, and you know, you have eye buyers and all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's a people business. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be a people business. And what people do not realize, the general public, is that when you hire a good realtor like myself mm-hmm. or anyone on my team, you're getting somebody who's going to be there till the end. And they're doing so much behind the scenes to help you, to help the closing happen, to help you get what you want, that it's, 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 it's enough to keep you up at night. Like, I can't even, yeah. I, I don't no, really I, know how to explain it, except the fact I mean, that it can be, I, I mean, work all right. the time and I try to help. And what people don't realize, the phone calls I'm having with the attorneys at 9 o'clock at night or talking to the lender at 7 o'clock in the morning. Like, yep. it's all that behind the scenes that the general consumer doesn't understand that's yeah. happening. Um, yeah, it's one of the cruel aspects of the professional world is sometimes you need to convince people that 
you matter. And some people, it's just hard to convince them. You know, these are the people that insist upon trimming their own hedges, even though they look like shit. You know, these are the people that like, do you want to do it? Do you want to do it right? I mean, I, I noticed it as, you know, as a lawyer, as a, as a financial advisor, you know, a lot of people do their finances themselves, their investments themselves. They do just fine. And that's just fine. But then a lot of times they would come to me and I'd explain everything that I do. You know, I worry so you don't have to, all that kind of stuff. And some people right. are still like, nah, no, nah, I don't want to pay somebody else to do this. I'll yeah, do it myself. And, sa- and same with you. It's like, you know, do you want someone who does this every day, right. who knows ins and outs, is going to notice things that you don't notice, is going to, right? Who's going to protect you. Protect you. Who's yep. going to work for you. It, 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 it bought, the thing I, I'm, I would say in the last four years, my biggest takeaway is having a little bit more patience with people. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. They yeah. think it's, I'm going to go through all this pain, especially when people try to buy and sell on their own without an agent. It's like, you, you don't know what you don't know until you're in it, until right. you're in the thick of it and you're getting your ass kicked and you decided to do this by yourself, just using, no offense, because I do like attorneys, mm. an attorney who is on paper fantastic, but doesn't, isn't in the trenches every day. And mm. you're negotiating a home inspection or you're, or you're trying to figure out, you know, which buyer to go with it. it, it, it it's the craziest thing. For now for something completely unrelated, <laughs> who is your favorite superhero or action star? Oh my gosh. Um, now we could be talking from the Marvel world superhero. We could be talking a heroine in an, or a heroing mm. about, we could even be talking about a historical figure. Who's the badass person that you want to be like? And who's a badass? Like any female comic. I actually love- Amy Schumer. You're describing Amy, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer is such a badass, yes. right? And Whitney Cummings. I've been watching yep. her a little bit on, um, she does these like quick little interviews mm-hmm. on, and I catch them on Instagram. And she's right. just flipping hilarious. Yep. So I think anybody who, I, who, I, who makes me laugh. That's a good one. And, and Amy Schumer is a new, kind of a new brand of comic. I mean, in, in a way, maybe she isn't. Do you watch um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Oh, my God. Good, right? Uh, yeah. She's a badass. She's a badass. And, um, what, what's and her, hilarious. What's her, is her name Rachel Brezhnehan? Is that who the actress is? Uh, yeah, Brezhnehan. Brezhnehan. How do you pronounce it? Yeah, right. no, I think yeah. you had it right. Yeah, yeah that's her. And um, she's awesome. I think, I was about to say, like, Amy Schumer is kind of a new breed, but Amy Schumer is the modern-day version of the, the fictional character portrayed by Rachel, Rachel there. Um, I think the theory is that it's kind of sort of based on Joan Rivers and how, how she came up because oh. she was, cause she was foul mouthed and, and she made a lot of jokes at her yes. own expense, like kind of hinting that she was like a tramp and all that kind of stuff. But, but no one, I don't think anyone's taken it to the, the heights or the depths as it may be with, as Amy Schumer has. But I, what I like about Amy Schumer is she's, She's uh, she, uh, she's not trashy for the point of being trashy. She's trashy for the point of being wickedly funny. But she, there's also kind of a heart to her yes. act, I think. Like, you can tell she's a good person that yeah. just kind of wants good things to happen. Um, I saw her live. Have you seen her live? I have not seen her live. Yeah. I mean, I, I follow her on Instagram. It's like getting, yeah. a, it's getting a sneak peek of her life every day. Yeah. Uh, she's, I mean, just, just as advertised, funny. She, when I saw her, she was pregnant. So all kinds of jokes about... Oh, what I did see her, her special. Yeah, well, that's the same material. Okay, so yeah. yes, I did, so. and she was hilarious. And then she's got a bit about her husband, who's on the autism spectrum, which you which would, I love. You would think, yeah, you would think, don't mess with that. I, I, as some listeners know, I have a son with autism, but she nailed it. She just she made fun of what was sort of lovable and different about exactly. him. Exactly, and that's to me, that's okay. Go for it, Amy Schumer. No, okay. I love it, and I love Mrs. Maisel. By the way, that is she, the best show, most relatable show on TV. Yeah, opinion. it's also a, a, a master work in camera work and cinematography. Oh. It's like it's like a Broadway show. Some of those 
some of those uh, scenes where like they're dancing and shooting around. And the around. costumes. And, and the, yeah. Yes, it's and incredible. It's got, and it's got that little Broadway Transamerica accent kind of thing. It like, does. Like, you know, it gets, yeah. It's very, yes, times. I got to go back and get changed. You don't have time to go back and cha- get changed, honey. Um, and, okay, Love so where, what place would you like to go before you die? I mean, I, I don't. I want to be like a typical. Like, I definitely want to go get to Israel. You haven't been. I have not been. Um, that was a junior year of high school where um, I could have gone with Tel Noah, mm-hmm. and I fought with my parents that I needed to stay home and be <laughs> with my friends. Yeah. And miss Israel, so I never went. And so. So why, that would be one of so the places. This is, and you want to go because why? I just think it's it would be an amazing trip. Yeah. And it's a shorter plane ride than Australia, isn't it? So my cousin just got yeah. back from Australia, and I'm yes, like, how was it? Do yes. I need to do this? Do I need to go? Because it's like, what, takes you two days to get there? I, I tell p- people this a lot, but Australia is, a, is the kind of place that I always, as a, as a kid and growing up, I always kind of assumed that I would go there one day. I, now, as a man of 51, I start to realize I might not make it to Australia. No. <laughs> like, I, it might not be worth it. You know, I, I went to Hawaii once. That was fantastic. I'm glad I did that. That's a schlep, right? Israel's not as much of a schlep. You know, it's, I mean, it does, it takes a, a, at least a half day to a day to get there, but. That's not um, bad. Not bad. That's no. not 24 hours. No. And Israel is, as advertised, it, it's, you know, it, you know, you kick over a rock and you find some artifact from, you know, the, the whatever ages and just so no matter what tour you do or anything, you see so much cool stuff. And like, you know, I was over there once with my brother-in-law and he was starting to become a rabbi and he was showing me a few things and he said, Hey. So this is where David stood and looked down and he sees, right. he sees Bathsheba, you know, bathing. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. Uh, right here? He goes, yeah, this is where he stood. And he, he's pointing. He's like, and she was taking a shower over there or whatever. And I, I'm like, like David? Like that? He goes, yeah, like the guy that you're named after, like King David. Like I go, it happened right here? Like, how do you know? And it's like, well. And then you you're know, taking a picture of dirt. Yeah, well, right. Right here well, right, yeah. is but, where he stood. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that was cool. How do clients describe you in one word? Okay, besides crazy. Yeah, okay. Okay, energetic. That's good. Energetic in one word. Lots of energy. Okay. Um, how about, do you have any hobbies? How besides do sp- work. Yes. Okay, besides work, what are my hobbies? Or how you spend your time. You know, you can answer, you know. I do go Netflix, to the gym. So. Yes. What I go are, to compete in Norwood, which is the best what's gym your, what's ever. What's your go-to in the gym? You do elliptical, you do... So, no, I actually have somebody yell at me for one hour straight. <laughs> That's my go-to. That's what they do. Okay, and then and we have, have two have confessions a, of the you gym. You have a personal trainer? Or? Nope, it's a group training. It's a it's a bunch of uh, of of adults, and okay. we all go. And we have um, true confessions by Melissa Mayer, which usually starts with, well, "I only had one glass of wine last night and two <laughs> cookies," but that was it for the day. Okay. So it's typically like um, confessions good for the soul. Confession and, is yeah. good for the soul, yeah. and they're like, "Why do you tell the train? Why do you tell him this information?" I'm like, I just want him to know what he's dealing with. That's right up answer. front. That's I want him to know that if I can't if I can't push the sled all the way down, it's because all I had yesterday was a glass of wine and two cookies. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty good day. <laughs> um, okay, finishing up here, rapid fire. Your favorite dessert? Chocolate. That's easy. Chocolate. chocolate anything? Chocolate cake? Chocolate, chocolate M&M's. Chocolate? M&M's, right. M&M's, M&M's, and, co- and chocolate chip cookies. Okay. And my daughter's brownies. Give me an adjective. And that- ice cream. <laughs> wait, wait, wait for it. <laughs> There's more? Anything from Halloween. <laughs> and, oh, the leftover Halloween candy. Oh, that's great. I have a you sweet see, tooth. You ever see that bit where Jimmy Kimmel has parents lie to their kids and tell them that they 
ate all their Halloween candy and it's gone, and then they videotape it. Uh, they, I mean, they shoot it on the phone, right? They're videotaping. They're eating it. No, no, they, they they just tell the kids. I don't know what they do with the candy. They they you know stick the candy in a drawer somewhere, and then the kid wakes up. And the parent says, I have bad news for you. We ate, mom and I ate all your Halloween candy. And then just watch the reaction. Right. Oh, yes, I and, have seen it. I have seen it. some kids, some kids they're just, tears. They're, they're, yeah, they're dying. And it's, so, it's, it, it, it's terrible, but it's funny. But then the, the ones that break your heart are not so much the kids crying. The ones that break your heart are the kids that go, well, it's okay, mommy. Yeah. You know, you deserve <laughs> it or something like that. And then that parent must feel like shit. Like, I, like I'm being nasty and they're being nice. Okay. It's um, the worst scenario, by the way. I'm the worst with chocolate. Like, I'll eat the candy mm-hmm. and then I yell at my children, stop eating so much candy. <laughs> stop eating so much candy. You know, I mean, if you're walking by a table and there's a mini Milky Way, you should eat it. Life's too short. I, Have the mini Milky Way. If there's 20 of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, put them in my purse for later. I need an adjective that begins with an S. This shouldn't be so hard, Melissa. I mean, <laughs> I want to so, think uh, stupendous. Oh, that's good. Okay. I wanted to try and think of a big word. That's good. Um, your favorite zoo animal. You've been to the zoo, right? Okay, so wait. Let me tell you this you quick zoo. Mu- Can, oh. Do we have time for a quick zoo story? Yes, it's a podcast. We always have time. Go okay, ahead. so I, I was either pregnant or, yeah, I think I was pregnant and I was pushing one in a stroller. Yes, yeah, so I was pushing Sam in the stroller. I must have been pregnant with Sabrina. And we went to this, uh, the zoo down in Menden. Mm. Okay, so when you walk into the zoo down in Menden, what's that called? The, the stone? I'll look it up. I, look I've at been, it. I'm pretty sure I've been to that yeah, zoo. It's yeah. the only zoo yeah. you go to when you have right. little people with yep. you, like little kids. And I walk up <laughs> in the first... the first Southwick Zoo. Right? Southwick Zoo yes. in Menden. Yes. The first um, display, for lack of a better word, the first right. area. Exhibit? I guess ex- you don't call it that either. Whatever. whatever. Yep. The fir- was uh, Wildebeest. Oh, yeah. So I walk up. That's Pumba, right? Isn't Pumba a wildebeest? I have no idea. So I'm talking to my son Mm -hmm. at this point. So he's like three. And there's another little boy like over here. And I go, Sam, look at the wild beast. (laughs) (laughs) And this little kid next goes, mommy, mommy, the wildebeest, the wildebeest. And Billy's just standing there going, what is wrong? Yeah, yeah, I yep. was like, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. That's you what's thought, wrong with me. Yeah, you thought wild beasts. Wild beasts. Right. You, you thought you were being so informative. I thought I was, but it's yeah. called a wildebeest, but it's spelled wild beast. Right. Uh, lions. I think the lions are very impressive when you go to the zoo and you see the lions. Lions are lions. and elephants and giraffes. Actually, they're very impressive too. Any large, giant animal. I'm not big with the birds. I'm not big with like the little tiny animals. They're like, mm-hmm. oh look, there's um. Tiny little wildebeest running around. Right. I would like to see big, you know, things that you would like giraffes. Like those are very impressive when you see them at a zoo. All right. Now you've mentioned too many. Okay. Giraffe. Did you go with giraffe? Let's go with giraffe because okay, they're like very cool. Okay. Um, and uh, finally, um, a prize that you win at an arcade or a carnival. I never have won anything in my life. <laughs> I honestly have. I, I I try. I don't know. It'd be fun to win a stuffed animal at a carnival, like a big stuffed animal. You know what happened to me the other day? I wanted to. A, I wanted to do a full documentary on this. I won at Kino, <gasps> and I won four hundred dollars. What did you do with the money? I actually stuffed it in like a drawer, and I'm. I, I want it. Like, I mean, are you going mean, to use it? Are you going to use it as seed money? <laughs> no, yeah, right. I want to for I wanna, your gambling habit. Right. I got to turn this over. I got to turn this into four thousand. Yes. Right. No, I, I. I. Um. I don't know what to do with it. Like, it, I mean, obviously, I could. I could pay my cable bill, but that wouldn't be fun. No, you know. I want to no. do something fun with it. So yeah, it, it's. Um. My son always makes me play Kino when we go to like certain bars and restaurants. You take and, your son to a bar. 
Well, it's it's uh, Barrett's Ale House. It's like a, okay. it's like a Dave and Buster's kind of thing. Okay, right, but and they you know there, right, and so. We well, he is twenty one now, actually, but he has autism and he doesn't drink. So anyway, but um, and yeah, it, it, we always lose, and I always and for one for some reason I said uh, yeah, I usually play two bucks a game. I'm gonna play five bucks today. What the hell? And I lost oh. the first one, lost second one, and the third one. So you lost fifteen dollars. What? Well, that was the amount of the bet, right? Fifteen bucks. Right? I don't know how playing and, and game. Well, and there was so there were three, I had three different chances to win. Put it that way to match the numbers that okay. I had. First game zero, second game zero, third game rolls around, and Adrian notices. He loves the way the numbers come up. I, I mean, love his name, by the way. Thank you. And so he goes, "We got three. We got six. We got twenty-two. And I'm like, "What?" And I go, "Oh, I forgot to check the third game." And he he ticked off the first three. He noticed we got the first three right on the ticket, which is like a huge, I, I had played 10 numbers. So I got the first three right. And we ended up getting like seven out of 10. And that meant uh, one little, one little scratch. 400. I, 400 bucks. And you stuffed it in a draw. <laughs> and you're like, what do I do with this money? It's $400. Right. Okay. So Take what have you, son. <laughs> what have you, what have you won a trophy for? Did, did you, have you ever won a trophy? Let's, let me ask you that. Wait, does camp count? Yeah, of course. Everyone got a trophy at camp. <laughs> it doesn't count. I don't know. I don't All think right. I've ever really gotten a trophy. Oh, 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 wait a minute. I forgot. Yes. I ran the Boston Marathon in 2003. Well, come on. So I got a medal. Yes, yes. And I am very, I am very proud of this. And let me tell you why. Can okay. I tell you real quick why? Of course. Why? I would be proud to. So uh, when I met my husband, I was smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. If my parents are going to hear this, they're not going to even believe it. That's a whole other story. That's a Lauren Beckham Falcone story. Oh, boy. Um, so, uh, and I, he said to me, listen, you know, the drinking, the smoking, <laughs> the gambling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much further this is going to go. Um, I can deal with a lot, but I can't deal with the smoking. So this I said, is oh, your husband-to-be. This is my husband-to-be. Yes. Is, we were dating. Okay. And I said, all right, I'll quit smoking. And I'm an extremist. I, I think that's my personality. It's like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to do it, it's, it's done. All like, in. I'm all in. Yep. And I literally, I had smoked a pack a day since I was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And then I became one of those non-smokers that was like, ugh, how can you smoke? It's so disgusting. And I quit. And not only did I quit, but at the time, a very good friend of mine was diagnosed with MS and she was going to run the marathon for MS. So she dragged us to this meeting, right? They had these meetings where you could be like, you can run for the marathon and raise money for MS. Right. And I said to her, I'll just write you a check. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make me run. Yeah. And she was like, no, no, you're going to start to run. You're going you're gonna to try. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. I reached seven miles on the treadmill at oh. the Canton Club when the Canton Club was up at up at Cops Corner. Yeah, I was a member. Um, Did I see you there? You part yes. Of you there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I used to yes. do a boot camp with them. Yes. Um, Tom Brady used to work out there. Well, his sister worked there, right? Yes, Julie. Yes. She did the boxing. I never, I saw her. I never saw Tom. Oh my God, Billy and I got to work out with him once. Did you really? It was incredible. Yeah. We, we, they, they, they were like, sh- not shutting down the club, but like when you walked in, they were like, Tom's here today. So, you know, don't make a big deal. I was like, this is, this is back in, oh, so Billy and I got married in oh three. Yeah. So this was oh two. Oh, right? so that's, that's like well, right, right after he won the first Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it, he was famous, but he wasn't like. Today. No, right. He, right. Not at all. No. So everyone was like, you know, he's here, he's here. And so we walk in and let me tell you something. This is my interaction with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, he's gorgeous. <laughs> Second of all, he's a giant. Um, and my husband is not. My husband's short. And we walk over and um, Julie sticks my husband with Tom and he literally introduced himself. Like we I, wouldn't know who he was. My name's Tom. Yep. It's very nice to meet you. It's very you. nice to meet you. I'm Tom. And we were yeah. like, I wanted to be like, no shit. I know who you are. <laughs> He's got that weird, which is why he's probably completely insane, and there are there are indications of that. But we love him, and he's but he's got that weird 
calming voice, like almost like he's trying to always be that way. Like, hi. Yeah, because aren't they originally from California? Well, yeah. For yeah. Sure. He's so he's California got that. Guy. He's at that laid back. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. But, he, but hey, I mean, the guy, he's not, he, he, by all accounts, he's a nice guy. He just is a nice guy. I mean, he's, which is maybe hard to do being one of the most famous people in the world at this point. Right. Um, but he's a nice guy. It was, apparently it was he wonderful. makes time. He makes time for the so-called little people. And in he this does, instance, sorry, you were the little person. I was a little yes. person. Yes. So, so, so I, so back to the marathon story. So I got to, I said to my girlfriend that I would run the marathon with her mm-hmm. if I got, to, if I could get to six miles on the treadmill. I mean, this is a long time ago. Now and you six, realize the marathon, you're still 20 miles short, Yes, right? but the, the, if you ask <laughs> runners, they say, once you can get to six miles, you can, you really? can start to build. It's okay. easier to build. So I did seven miles on the treadmill one day and I said, okay, Boom. that's it. We're running the marathon. Wow. And then I got my, I ended up, I was not able to get a number as part of her fundraising. I still wrote her a check. Um, and the, the firefighter, one of the Boston firefighters, who was also a physician at the time I called on him, got my husband and I numbers. And we ran Boston Marathon in 03. Wow. And when we finished, now I finished way after, way before, excuse me, way after. I was long. It took yeah, me a yeah. long took time. Your, your, yeah. It took me like five and a half hours. I, yep. was, I was basically walking. Mm. Um, Billy had finished way ahead of me, and he waited for me at the well, at the finish nice. line, right? Yeah, with his like, uh, whatever. The, yes, the silver, the silver tinfoil aluminum cape. He, aluminum I just cape. saw a yeah, superhero yeah. cape when I yeah. walked across the line. And he right. was still standing there waiting for me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I mean, I must have came in like an hour after he did. Yep. Um, and then. I'm telling you this story because I'm an extremist and I quit all smoking in, and I went in. all in. And when Billy and I got back to the, my condo that I owned in Canton, my mm-hmm. parents were throwing us a party. And I literally was like, okay, we're going to go to the party. And he's like a mess because he ran. Like I, right. I, I, he's exhausted. He's I, I was kind of like, yeah, hurt his knees right. and whatever else happened. And I was like, I was raring. I could not believe <laughs> that I did it. Good day. I could That's not believe that I did. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Well, good for you. I, I, I'm just not a runner. I friggin' hate it. And like, yeah, I, I get the six mile thing because I don't think I've ever done six miles. I, I'll get up to like, you know, three is probably my max. And, and I just hate it. It's just not my thing. I'd rather play basketball or tennis yeah, or some such thing. Yeah, and that's good. And that's fine. But, um, but yeah, I am, oh, I just, it blows my mind when some of the, and the, the, the marathoners, I get it. Like, that's what they do. They do it all the time. But some of these guys and gals cross the finish line and it's like they're not even out of breath. They're like, hey, yeah, what are we going to do now? Like, oh, my God, 26 miles. Well, the right? worst people, the ones that cross and then go back. What do, and they what run another they 26 back? miles. No, there's a, I, Oh, well, there was well a, there's the, the Iron Man there, thing. But there's a guy. group of people. I think that they run Boston and they go all the way through and they finish in a, in a respectable time. And then they turn around and they run it back to Hopkinton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Billy and I got engaged that night. Really? Yes. He was. <laughs> it was a great story. You, you, that's, that I, I, you buried the lead, and I take it that you were plotting your plan so that you could have all of his faculties, you know, diminished. So he was not of right mind, and he would so say yes. He, he, <laughs> it, it would have been a great story, but he asked me, and I literally looked at him, oh. and I was like, "Of course, we're going to get married, but did you have to do it today? Yeah, yeah. Like today's the day I'm celebrating this medal, and now you're giving me this medal. Yeah." Space out your medals. Yeah, I, your I wanted to space. However, it out. also but also kind of kind of appropriate. You it know? was a great story. Yeah, I mean, he was so supportive through the whole thing, and I quit smoking. Wow, what do you do for an encore, Melissa Mayer? I, I don't- All right, so we what, what she does for an encore <laughs> is perform the trailer to the movie, the imagined movie that we are going to construct during the break. On the other side, when we come back, you will hear the trailer of Melissa's life, the story of Melissa. I'm not going to tell you what the title of the movie is, but if you're listening carefully. 
you might already know. <laughs> Stay with us. Hi, everybody. I'm Chami Perel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you. Whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional, you should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride Podcast. The hilarious show known as Shawshanked. And the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. From Pod 617 Productions comes the story of someone who wanted to make people laugh and help people in many aspects of their lives. My best advice is that everyone needs to stop worrying about what other people think about you. She grew up on the homey streets of Canton, Mass. Canton is the kind of place where everybody knows your name. She always wanted to be famous. I thought it would be cool. But first, she toiled as a clerk at the Hallmark store and the Townline Bakery. I really enjoyed manual labor because you kind of had like a to-do list. Along the way, she drew inspiration from her parents. They taught me the one thing. Don't quit your job unless you have another one. Soon, Melissa set her sights on becoming a realtor. I decided the so-called real job wasn't happening, so I took a chance, and you know what? I crushed it. But she had to endure, helping clients see her worth. It's an rewarding job, but it's also an important job. You do so, so much behind the scenes. She was kind of like Amy Schumer, a total badass. You can't mess with Amy, and she's flipping hilarious. Someday, you'll find her in Israel. It would be amazing, and it's a way shorter plane ride than going to Australia. Coming soon, all in the story of Melissa Mayer, a tale of energy, true confessions at the gym, and chocolate. You know what they say, a stupendous giraffe always gets the marathon medal. All in, the story of Melissa Mayer, coming soon. Don't miss it. So what do you think? I thought that was great. I think we've got a hit on our hands. <laughs> Who do we cast in the lead role? Uh, oh, let's get Miss Maisel. She's, she might yes. be available. She could like totally that. play we'll me. We'll do that. We'll do that. I hope you had fun, Melissa. Was I, that cool? I, it was the coolest experience. I ever. think I would actually see that movie. It sounds like fun. It sounds. It sounds like kind of an Amy Schumerish movie. It would be you know? hilarious. <laughs> I don't think Amy. Amy's busy. I don't think she has time. She to do is it right quite now. busy. Yeah, relatively new mom. Not that Rebecca Brezhnev is not a super big Hollywood Rachel, star. Yep. Rachel. Yep. Rachel. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just call her she's, Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> yeah, she's not such a super big star because we can't remember her name or get it right. But she's awesome. She and is she's awesome. So cute. Yes. If you don't watch Mrs. Maisel, you should be watching the show for sure. Um. So. Melissa Mayer, you're awesome. MelissaMayer.com, M-A-Y-E-R.com is where you go to find out. You should know Melissa. She knows a ton of people. Jeez, all those people at the party the other night. Melissa.Mayer at Compass.com, the Mayor Realty Group. Check her out. Um, it's worth it. She's someone you should know. And the movie, All In, of course, coming someday. 
Thank you, Dave. Yes. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for listening and sharing this podcast with a friend. Please hit that share button. That's how we keep the good juju going. Thanks to our partners at Adori, A-D-O-R-I. Go to the App Store and download the Adori podcast player. Your podcast will come to life. On behalf of my dear friend and awesome kick-ass badass, Melissa Mayer. My name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. You must be the other guy.